George Bush doesn't care about black people. Hey, who are your friends? I don't like them. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. And the show started. Yeah, bird up. Bird up. Bird up. Okay, Pat, so we did the polar plunge yesterday that was the i would say it was something it was something i would say the highlight of my weekend for me anyway it was definitely it was an event i'm not saying it was a (laughs) it's definitely the the i guess um my weekend was pretty based around it yes yes Uh, because you had to get up early early for a weekend day yeah so you had to wake up pretty early we met over at the comed tent at north avenue beach in chicago and basically, it had basically like over 500 people there. Great coffee. That's Great coffee. <laughs> they had little uh, fruit and bagels and that kind of stuff. Coffee, hot chocolate, cocoa, if you will. And then you have a DJ there playing music. And it's been the same DJ the last four years I've been there. So he's classic, classic. You know what you're going to get, right? You're expecting, you know, expect the expected. It's like listening to Kiss FM. It's like listening to Kiss FM. Except for, here's the thing, when it's all over, he says, uh, when you uh, move your feet to generate heat. And that's what he says every year. And he says that on repeat uh, over and over again. It's always classic. It's, and it's, it's super punny. The first, the first, the first uh, time I heard it, I was like, "This is getting really old." And now, at this time, I've grown you to enjoy love it. it. Yeah, because now I'm just so expecting it. It's I've, I've come to really look forward to it. So the when I first walked in after the polo plunge, I walked in and I pointed right. He like was saying it. I look over, point over that, and he gives me a thumbs up. <laughs> he, he knew what was up. Um, so good stuff there. Anyway, so we go in there and everybody's uh, most people are wearing combat shirts you take your shirt off yeah. you know you, you have a beer you know, including myself including pat free shirt free combat free. shirt so i mean you, i had to donate money jared it's not, that's true it's not, not entirely free so we have the shirts and then uh we're kind of hanging out we had maybe like an hour before we had to get ready to go in the water so we're hanging out there um i got changed into my outfit with uh my dad and a couple other of some of the chub step friends 12 of, you. 12 of us that were dressed in the uh, chippendale outfits as seen in the snl skit with chris farley and patrick swayze that's always a classic so that one was uh, it was good it was fun we i got a i had a fake uh, tan before this so I noticed yeah people noticed so it was a rub it was a rub lotion that i used and i had never done that before <laughs> and uh, my mom had to help me shout out to my mom for helping me <laughs> so anyway uh so she does that she helps and my i was supposed to Sarah and i was actually supposed to go to my neighbor's was having a birthday party so i was going to go over and do that and then it turns out that uh, my face looks so ridiculously dark that i was actually embarrassed to go out in public so like I had like it was like so dark and I had like splotches. It looked like I had like it wasn't uh, even a disease. Even? No, it was not even. Oh, it was like man. it looked like I had a disease. 
And then, but you're supposed to wait like apparently a few hours before you're supposed to kind of rinse it off and make it look more even. You rinse and I it just, right off. So no, I had to, I wanted to wait because I wanted it to look better the next day. So basically, I just uh, you know. I bet that was really comfortable. <laughs> it was really comfortable. Basically, just walking around looking ridiculous, like super dark, like literally looked like, like I said, like I had a disease. And so I uh, I did that the night before. Then we're all dressed and we're all wearing our jeans and then like we'd have the two collar we had like basically cuffs and then a collar that had a bow tie and that's all so we we're mostly shirtless and then we had a big thing of baby oil yeah. that we were just spraying each I'm other with the whole time definitely touch on the baby oil yeah let's let's hear let's hear the baby oil part um i smelled like baby oil in my car <laughs> because it all dripped off your bodies in the lake <laughs> and some wave of baby oil hit me i was like this lake smells well, kind of uh, suspect and but, then I, I realized it was baby yeah oil. that's definitely what that was so but wouldn't that be better smelling than the normal lake michigan no lake michigan is not I get it. necessarily there's very not clean. a clean lake on yeah. the planet <laughs> yeah. fine but it's just water yeah and a bunch of chemicals and toxins yes. but it's basically <laughs> just water not baby oil which i yeah. hate that smell yeah, yeah. I was in the middle of 12 of you. It was a really weird feeling being completely, like, engulfed in this baby oil because you could kind of, like, rub your elbows against your side and you would just, like, glide. <laughs> and then every once in a while we'd bump into each other. And that if people wanted to take pictures with us, they'd kind of, like, put their arms around us, but yeah, then they wouldn't want to actually there touch us. There was a lot of females. A lot of older, a lot of elderly ladies wanted to take pictures with us. Yeah. And, the, the, and you guys probably don't even notice. I mean, I was kind of out of all that stuff yeah. because I didn't go with the <laughs> outfit. There were people taking pictures of you when you weren't looking. <laughs> and there was some lady rubbing my dad's you guys back. guys so many Snapchat stories, probably. That's probably, probably true. There was one lady rubbing my dad's back for a really long amount of time. It was, like, an uncomfortable yeah. amount of time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and just people, a lot of a lot yes. of elderly ladies, uh, yeah, taking pictures with us, and uh, yeah, but they would not want to touch us. They would just want to go close, but not actually touch us. And yeah, if we would bump into each other, each other, we kind of slip off. So then we did that, and then they had the uh, the costume contest for all of comment. You guys got hosed. We got hosed big time. So there was two main groups. I'd say two hard hitters out there, and one was the uh, this group wearing women's a group of male and females wearing uh female like swim attire that's basically just like a one-piece suit synchronized swimming basically but with a bunch of comet stickers all over them. Yeah. so and they did have like all matching like caps like swim caps that said comet and beach balls it was very themed comet themed and uh they did have a routine a dance routine that they did for everybody and to i believe most if not all of them were comet employees which means you're going to get home crowd advantage a little bit Right, everybody knows you. That's going to be help out a little bit. Right, so yeah. they're going to root for you because because it it was basically a crowd noise evaluation. Yes, it was a crowd. So yeah, they based this the costume contest on crowd noise evaluation. So they went up and they were cheering. Then we went up and there was a lot of cheering. And then you guys should a bunch have done more groups. dance moves. <laughs> yeah, we we kind of had one dance move in, in place, which was one move that Chris Farley does during the dance, but it's a very basic move, and. Uh, at one, Nick Russo did a little, a friend of the show, Nick Russo, who called in a few weeks ago, he uh, did a nice little move, which was he actually got his glasses knocked out of his hand, knocked off his head uh, as he was walking towards the front of the stage. And then he ended up grabbing them in the air and putting them in his pocket and then continuing to do a dance on the front of the stage, which is pretty solid. Wow, what a move. Yeah, I'd like to see his GoPro footage because he GoPro'd the whole thing. So, <laughs> um, so we were up on stage, we danced. Then they did a bunch of other, there's, a lot of, there's some other good costumes there. and But I think ours, you know, got 
most chairs, if not second most chairs. And then he kind of goes through everybody again. And he starts saying the names. And he says, like, the name of whatever the main group was with the, the women's swimsuit. And then he says ours, and he says Thunder Down Under, which didn't associate, I don't think, with a lot of people. And we were not on stage at this point. He just kind of says that, and there's some cheering. Then he goes, like, all right, the other group wins. Yeah. It was, like, the super fast. They should have had both of you guys on the stage. Yes. So then he could have done pointed, one side and pointed the other at one, side. Exactly, 100%. So it seemed a little bit rigged, in our opinion. Hosed. Hosed, yes, as Pat likes to say, hosed. So, I have a question. Yeah. What? Why does Otis Wilson hang out with Comed? He just loves uh, Comed. Okay. No, That's he I, they, he he always does he always does big events. He is solid. He he. I, let's look how look up how old Otis Wilson is. I think is. I looked up. He's fifty nine. Yeah. Okay, because he is in good shape. For a fifty nine year old man, he's he in very is good like shape. A statue. Yeah. For those that don't know, uh, he was on the nineteen eighty five Bears. When they won the Super Bowl, yes, and so lots of sacks that year. For a lot him. of sacks, Good, solid player, and uh, so he he actually walked in. This is funny. While we were changing, uh, he actually was the only other person in the changing room with us. Nice. And we're like, hey, Otis, you want to be, uh, <laughs> you want to join the cause? And he's like, uh, no, I don't <laughs> think so. He said it very nicely, but it was it was just funny. Uh, we thought we were going to be able to get him. That would have been a good addition yeah, to the group. Yeah, super weird. Yeah. So, <laughs> but uh, he was. In in years past, I've seen him like not be as happy. Like last year, he like was like, eh, I don't really, I don't. Know. He seemed like he didn't want to be there as much. This year, he seemed pretty excited and pretty happy to be there. And uh, it's always fun, kind of having him kind of lead out the comet group. It's just kind of cool, little extra thing. Erlacher was there cooking brats. I'm so mad I didn't see him. Well, I he was, was going to say, Brian, take that hat off. <laughs> I want to see that hair. So he was cooking brats, but he didn't like. He was like, I should have heard some interview with him, and he's like, Yeah, I'm not going in the water. <laughs> like, dude, <laughs> what? Like it's not that big of a deal. It's always kind of that like just sounds like something he would say. Yeah, just not going to the. No, he like he didn't even didn't even like want to play with the with yeah. the chance of that even happening. So anyway, it was uh that was interesting. But so uh he you know that was uh it was that was one. So then we we get lined up and we're kind of in the first group. So they have Dax Shepard, who I am a big fan of. In uh, I always knew who paddle. he was. I never actually knew his name. Okay, yeah, yeah, uh, it's a very recognizable face. So right. Dax was like the celebrity guest to do the plunge. The last past couple of years, they've had... Um, I actually think about him when I think about Employee of the Month. This is an 81 Honda. How dare you? Yeah, that's him uh, in Employee of the Month. Yeah, he's in that. He's, uh, without a paddle, is always classic one with him in it. And so the, he was a celebrity guest this time. He was uh, in Chips. He has a movie coming out, Chips. So it was kind of like an advertisement for that, little promo. He goes in. He goes in all the way. That was pretty solid. In the past... I've seen Jimmy Fallon go in, and Jimmy Fallon was like, came in with a full suit, goes in there, and he was like super, like, like he was like so electric and like so much energy. When I saw Vince Vaughn go in the year after that, he was like, I don't want to be here. Like, it was like total, like that kind of like, I don't want to be here type mentality. And, uh, I don't, you know, yeah. I, I, I ran into Vince one time on the street. I just, I'm not judging. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I don't live the life. Yeah. He doesn't seem very pleasant off camera. Yeah. Um, my only, like I said, my only really interaction with him ever has been when he, when we did the plunge and we were all dressed up as the average Joe's from dodgeball, you know, kind of in honor of him and we were cheering his name and he looked over and just didn't do anything. <laughs> and like, he was like, you know, you saw how close the celebrity, celebrities right. are fairly close. I mean, they're yeah. within like, you know, they can see you pretty easily there cause we're right after the celebrity group and he looked over and yeah, just didn't do anything. So <laughs> that was, uh. That was interesting, but we did. So then we go, we you line up, and then kind of like this bagpipe group goes in the water, celebrities go in the water. Then we kind, then we went in the water, and 
got some good pictures of Pat, as I was telling him right before this. Uh, we'll post one of those with his approval, with his approval. <laughs> uh, so Pat goes to the water. He got a good wave to the face. It was his first time going swallowed water. In. Yeah, swallowed water. So what was your, was it worse or better than you thought? It was worse than I thought. Really? <laughs> it wasn't even that cold outside, but you mentioned something right before we started, yeah. that the water is about the same because it water yeah. freezes at a certain temperature. Yeah, it's, it can only get so cold, but it's it basically is the same temperature all the years that I've done it. I will say when you first go in and just your legs are in there, mm-hmm. I'm like, this isn't that bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could do this. I think they kind of numb up and you don't really notice it right away. The yeah. second I went underwater, though, I went in, I like went in shock. I couldn't move for a second. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't believe how cold it was. Yeah. And the, by far, besides that, the worst part is running out of the water. Yes. But like once you're out of water for five seconds, it's yeah. over. It's, yeah, it's okay. The worst is like the second you hit the water and then. The second you hit the water is the yes, worst. Yes. And then that, fi- yeah, the five seconds till you, like right once you've reached the sand, then you're fine. Yeah. Basically. But um, I ruined my shoes. It ruined your. I did tell you to break. I'm really mad. I, I wore my nice gym shoes. <laughs> well, they're all black. I yeah, just yeah. thought for whatever reason going in the water wouldn't matter. You don't think they'll dry out and be fine? They did dry out. The sand, like it, they're a different color. I gotta wash them out. <laughs> so, uh, it was. So it, it kind of like knocks the wind out of you when you do it. Like you can't. Hundred percent. That's the best way to put it. Yeah, it's literally yeah. what it feels like. Is like you get the you can't breathe for a second. It's really weird. And the. The worst for me was last year I went in and then I fell back in. I tried to stand up and I fell back in a second time. <laughs> so that was the worst. So I was really careful not to do that this time. <laughs> like, but it's kind of slippery because you got the sand and you're like kind of shock and shock. Yeah. And even though I've done it before, like I, I still have been shocked every time I do it. And it's just, it's. <laughs> I would rather go in face first than the way I did it, which is to sit can. back. I think there's, a, I think you can do it face first. You just got to kind of strategically do it a little better maybe just like go a little deeper and then kind of just fall forward not dive but just kind of fall forward yeah yeah i the think the be... back part did not work out in my favor no it's like a wave went over my face yeah. as i did it <laughs> so uh yeah so then you run out and they hand you a bunch of towels and then you kind of just run into the tent and change real fast and then they give you more towels and more hats and more shirts and that kind of stuff so uh and then it's warm in there the guy's playing the music he's singing the uh move your feet to generate heat you know, all that kind of stuff. A lot of camera crews, uh, as as Pat saw, we got on the... I was going to say, we can't skip the part yeah. where you guys got a section in an article by, was it was it Daily Mail? Yeah, Daily Mail, which is big. I see them on Snapchat all the time. Uh, but they're big. You know, it's a UK... It's a, it's a website. You know, Daily Mail's a source. Fake news, maybe. But it, it is news. So it was... Uh, yeah, they had uh, they only had like five main pictures, and one of them was us, and it said, Chip and Fails. <laughs> So how do you guys feel about that? Um, at first, I was like, you I know, was expecting the opposite. So like, this look is, at this creative group yeah. of people. So it was funny. Well, you know, at first I was like, it oh. was American. At first I was like, yes, we got on there, and I'm like, oh, that that hashtag, that name, that caption sucks. And I'm like, any press is good press. After that, a hundred percent. So then I was like, I'm, I was okay with it. So how many other people you know who've been in the Daily Mail? I don't know anybody. That's how I pray. Yeah. <laughs> so. Then on top of that, there was ABC Five or whatever Channel Five News. I think it's NBC. So we were on there a few times, and they. Uh, Did you guys actually get on? I didn't see. Yeah. Anything. So yeah, we. If you look at my Snapchat story pad right now, uh, is you it can, almost over? Yeah, it's almost over. <laughs> so uh, we had a good picture of Jack Nickel running out of the water. Uh, there was then there's some of us as right we ran in the water we did a little dance and then we fell backwards and uh, I noticed that, that. Yeah. And I, I felt so out of place the entire time 
because I was not wearing a costume. Yeah, but most of the people there were not wearing a costume. I, I was the only person in yeah. the group not wearing yeah. a costume. So everyone started dancing, and I was just like, all right. To be, be fair, to be fair, there was going to be another person that was not going to be wearing a costume, but he bailed the day of. So there would have been more. Um, but anyway, it doesn't matter. I mean, in the in the end, uh, you did it, and you raised some money for the group, and that's it was, you know. Jared, they got you the dancing on the news. I know. <laughs> I know it's pretty interesting. And the good picture of Jack is he's running a good video of Jack running out, look like a kind of like a, one of those classic like beat shots in a movie where you see the guy running in slow motion and he's kind of just running in slow motion because it's freezing and <laughs> can't really do anything else. But uh, no, that was that was a good time. But uh, it kind of it's fun because comedy kind of makes it a little more of a part, like it's a little more of an event when you have kind of like the whole thing beforehand and then you know the big like announcement thing before I Right. It wasn't like you're just standing outside the entire time. Yeah. If you were just a normal person doing it later in the day and just kind of waiting in line and going in, it would be a completely different experience. Yeah. That's what I'd say. But, um, yeah, so we got that. And so here we go. Uh, so let's go to some emails here, Pat. Sure. Okay. This first one is from not Trevor, not Trevor Strosky. So, it says, hey, guys, it's not Trevor Strosky here. I have a question. Who do you think averages the most words per minute typed on a standard American keyboard? Eight-year-old Macaulay Culkin. Kevin James under the influence of twice the doctor-recommended dose of Xanax. Or Steve Buscemi's character in the 1999 smash box office comedy, The Big Daddy. Um, so Steve Buscemi's character is a homeless man in that movie, if you don't remember. I, I do remember. I'm okay. so confused because all these people would be really slow. <laughs> yeah. So who? I guess. I guess the question is who's who would be the slowest. Oh, I thought it was who would be the quickest. Well, okay. okay so well, well, okay. I guess well, let's just let's what just. What did he them. ask? What did he ask? Who do you think averages the most? So who would be the fastest? Most words per minute typed on American standard American keyboard. I'm gonna go honestly in last place. Coley Kogan, eight years old, and Home Alone. Yes. How okay. often did people use computers that early in the 90s? Val- wow. I wasn't even thinking that. I was like putting them all in nowadays time. No. Very valid point. But keyboards have always been around. I mean, there was before before computers. For an eight-year-old? Eight-year-olds just don't use computers In the much. 90s? Yes. Or is that when we might even be 89? That's a good question. But and there's no way we could look that up ever. So, <laughs> <laughs> but I would say you're right. Eight year olds now, I feel like maybe use keyboards a lot more because they maybe you have like they got tablets, tablets. Yeah, and they got phones. It is ridiculous. Texting at eight years yes, old. Yes, exactly. So I would say now they'd be more inclined to be able to. They'd be pretty decently fast. But I think at this stage, I think Macaulay Culkin would be the slowest. I'm gonna say. Were you going Steve Buscemi as the second? No. You think Kevin James would be the? He's on Xanax, double twice a doctor recommended <laughs> yeah. dose. But he's at he 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 might like type out some words, but yeah. I just see eight year old Macaulay Culkin Home Alone. I uh, yeah Kevin McAllister. Yep, yep, right? yep, yep. Kevin McAllister can't really spell at eight years, so he's thinking about how to spell and doing yeah. one fingers. Well, spell. I think kids at eight year olds can spell. Pat. Oh, like what? Pat, Mom, what, eight, Dad. In 19, I mean, that's like that's paleontologist. Like, that's, like second, that's like second grade. You know, that's like yeah, that was the big word in second yeah. grade. Paleontologist. <laughs> so like, you can do some words, but like yeah, he can't do that you have to many. Think about it. Yeah, you have to think about you it. You still take spelling in second but, grade. But you're Steve Buscemi, a homeless man, in the 90s, in the late 90s. He get, he gets to the library and he has to type out like a letter to everyone he knows, like give me some money. That's a good point. I didn't think about homeless people at the library using the computers all the time. That's a good. <laughs> <laughs> Do they? Um, allegedly, 
I'm just Allegedly. saying, I Kevin James, twice the amount of Xanax. I mean, still an adult, but not really. I mean, what what are, what are they typing, Trevor? They I got get... an essay due tomorrow. They're typing. <laughs> I think there's some sort of test that they can do to see how many words you can type per minute. You know. Why would you take the test? Well, that's what this is. That's the word they're trying to test. Oh, they're taking yeah. the test. <laughs> they're, they're they're applying for a receptionist job, so well, they have to learn how to type pretty fast. So, everything. this is the scenario I I created. But I would still say Kevin McAllister, third Kevin James, and second Steve Buscemi is okay, the first guy. Okay, I'm going. I'm agreeing with you. Third, Macaulay Culkin. Second, I'm going Steve Buscemi, and first, I'm going Kevin James. I think he'd be the fastest. I never watched King of Queens. I, I like I said, I watch it for a little bit. I regret it. I feel like that's like the part of the night where I left my grandparents. Like yep. everybody loves Raymond just ended. Yep. Time yep. to go home. Time to go home. I would probably want to leave him before that started. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but yeah, around that around that point. So then we also have another email here. Pat. You can read this one. This has got a lot of stuff. This is from oh, Trevor. This one's one actually from Trevor. So that was not that was internally or is not Trevor. This is actually from Trevor. Subject Chubby Chasers. This definitely isn't my work email. What's the point of a billboard against texting and driving because it's distracting? Isn't reading the billboard distracting since it's so far out of your line of sight? Let's start with that part first because there's a lot of questions here. So um, so Trevor was telling me the other day as he was driving, there was a billboard that said, do not text and drive. And then it was it had a big explanation underneath it about not texting That's and driving. That's 100% distracting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> billboard, Yeah. But you got to think the people who are texting and driving might see that and they yeah. might like, you know, they got yeah. like the ADD. Well, but then they have to finish up their text still. So then they're going to be not looking so now at that. twice as distracted. Yeah. Now they're going to be looking at that. Then they have to look back out at their phone and then they have to finish up the text. So they still are going to be texting. I, <laughs> I think a billboard shouldn't be more than just more like an image and maybe like a couple, two or three words. I mean, like if you're having to look more than a second, it's kind of a, a risk because i mean a lot of times somebody's gonna be cruising by you're not gonna be pay attention to the last second so it is risky just in general i think yes it's more distracting to have that i think it's a bad billboard i didn't ask for this don't text and drive i mean what would be a better billboard Put that on the back of a bus yep yep i mean it still distracts you for a second but you don't or have to how go about out this? of your... here's an idea here's an idea on the back of all the buses you have something like this and say um text this number and you te- it'll be like something, yeah. you know, like, oh, this will be like, oh, you know, somebody driving, text it out. And then it will just like go right to a police station. And then, oh. it, <laughs> and then they get arrested yeah. for texting and driving. How about that little uh, secret codes? But what, that, if, uh, what if you're a passenger and you text it? Um, if you're dri- you, the sign is more elaborate. It says, if you're driving, text this number for a prize. For and a the prize. prize. <laughs> People always fall for prize prizes. Is a ticket. <laughs> ticket. Exactly. You're always That's- looking for more ways to get those tickets out. That would be my idea. So, okay. What's the next one here? I like that. Describe the sensation of being wet without mention, mentioning any liquids in your response. Okay. <laughs> bonus, describe a color to someone who is blind. Bonus to the bonus, do you find it weird how someone else's version of red is different from your perception of red based off of how everyone's vision is different? Okay. So, describe. try describing... Being wet, Hoping not using any liquids. liquids yeah. Um, I feel very moist. Mm-hmm. Moist is always a good word. Yeah. That's it's a it. Nice word. <laughs> what? I'm. <laughs> what else um, can I really say? Um, moist and slippery. Slippery. Yes. 
cold most of the time. Yep, cold, yeah. Unless you're in a hot, hot tub. tub. Yeah, but for the most part, I think it's cold as a. If you're in a pool, good. you're kind of salty. Um, maybe you are. Wait, there's uh, not salt in pools. No, chlorine. Chlorine. Yeah. This isn't the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> um, maybe a little tingly. Tingly. Yeah. I like that. Um, oozy. <laughs> Uzi sounds like a pus to me. That sounds less. I guess that Ew. is a liquid, right? That is wet. I thought, no. Yeah, I mean, okay. I don't like Uzi. <laughs> Uzi implies like bubbles to me. I just know, like thought a thicker the water viscosity. hit me square in the chest. And I'm like, oh, that's Uzi. <laughs> okay. okay. Um, I think that's that's fairly good. Okay, describe a color, color. to someone who is blind. Okay. I think there was a movie about where I saw somebody do this. The color of blindness. And so they were... They were they handed the guy a hot uh, a hot rock yeah. in a uh, it was boiling in water. They handed him the rock and they said this is red. That's smart. Yeah. Don't ask Stevie Wonder. Don't ask Stevie Wonder unless he isn't blind. He's not. That's why you don't. Yeah. Ask. <laughs> <laughs> I see. I see. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, um. You hand someone ice. This is blue. Yes. That's blue. That'd be good blue. Yeah. yeah. You um, punch someone in the gut. This is black. <laughs> Like you just lost your sight. Yes, yes, yes. You knock them out. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, just what you see right now, that's black. <laughs> <laughs> that was a terrible analogy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So what's, what's the next one? <laughs> Do you find it weird how someone else's version of red is different from your perception of red based off of how everyone's vision is different? Yes. I've actually thought about this yeah. before. Yeah. Super it's potentially. Strange. We actually don't know if that's the case, but just potentially. I honestly think it's red. the case. Yeah. Yeah. You think that's why some people prefer colors over certain colors? 100% why. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody seems to like orange. I like orange and nobody likes orange. I like orange. I like purple too. Yeah. Not a lot of dudes like purple. Not a lot of dudes like purple. I like purple. purple. Do you wear purple a lot? I used to have a purple shirt that I wore out a lot in college. Yeah. I've um, unfortunately outgrown that shirt. Okay. It was a little tight to too begin with. Too much muscle. With. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> okay. Always too much muscle. So what's, uh, what's the next one here? What is your... All-time favorite food or drink, LTO. Here's a list of Ooh. some of my favorites yeah. to spark your response. McDonald's, Mighty Wings, McDonald's, McPizza. I do not remember a McPizza. Do you? No, but I, I have heard of it, but I've, I've never had it. Taco Bell, Grilled Stuffed Nacho, Jolt Soda, and Orbit Soda. Uh, for me, yeah. it was the El Diablo Burger a couple years ago at uh, Carl's Jr. Interesting. That okay. was unbelievable. Okay. And then if I – I mean, it was just at White Sox games. Yeah. But at the ballpark, they had um, the burger. Okay. And it was a pork burger with bacon, pulled pork on top of it. Ooh. It was just so much pig. Yeah. <laughs> but it was really good. Yeah. The El Diablo burger, if I could remember, had like jalapeno poppers – uh, really spicy, like ghost pepper. Probably like a pepper jack sauce, cheese, Sauce, right? pepper jack cheese, yeah. bacon. I mean, this this sucker had everything. Yeah. Yeah. And I ate it one time in the car, and all I got was soda. Stupid decision. Yeah. It was really hot, really too. Hot. Hmm. It was really hot. Yeah. But I loved it, got it twice, and it was gone. Put yep. it in my pants. LTO. LTO. So I'm always a big fan of the Shamrock Shake. I'm always a big Shamrock Shake. I actually shake. had one of those last night. So there you go. With LTO. the double fillet of fish, man. Yeah. <laughs> so you said Volt or Jolt? Soda? Jolt. Jolt. I jolt and Jolt soda and Orbit soda. Let me see. Let me I don't think I've up. had either one of those. That's like the uh, the Crystal Pepsi. Yeah. So that's what I think of with Jolt. Like... Is I don't recognize Jolt. Yeah, I don't recognize Jolt. Um, 
But so I liked uh, Volt. Volt. Yeah, Volt. I uh, had Volt. I know what you're talking about. The green stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I used to like that, but it wasn't a limited. It wasn't a limited time Isn't offer that a on European purpose. European thing. Um, no, it was. It was not a European thing. They, I, maybe it is now, but at the time it was kind of like an energy drink slash soda, and it was green and it wasn't a limited time offer on purpose. It just the company shut down. Like it just didn't. They stopped making it after a while, but it wasn't supposed to be an LTO. But Shamrock Shake is a big fan for me. The McRib is good every once in a while. I, I just don't like. I never liked the McRib. I just don't get it that often. I think it's okay. It's really mushy. It's a little gross. It's a little gross. Now it's I think gross. It, but but you know Taco Bell kind of seems to do the most of the LTOs. Um, yeah, I can think of two that I really enjoyed, and they're both gone. Yeah, they're both gone within like a month. Yep. Um, they had the uh, the cat the Catalina bowls by uh, Executive Chef Lorena Garcia. Don't the, remember that one. Yeah, those were good. Um, they they've had a lot of the yeah, they and Burger King does a lot of LTOs just because I think they try to compensate for them being behind McDonald's in sales for the most part. I think it's just kind of like we're something different, you know. If you don't want the same old thing, come over here, and I like that. I appreciate that. Or they always pitch that they were open late, like eat great even late. Yep. Yep. Yeah. That's when true. When I think about late night food, I would go to Taco Bell. Yep. That's true. That's true. They definitely pitch During that. lunch, if I needed something quick, yeah. probably wouldn't go to Taco Bell. It's a good point. They, it's actually smart of them to, uh, you know, to like pitch that as a thing because now you're, you do kind of associate it with. That actually was an advertising campaign that I think worked well, actually. Yeah, fourth That month. and Yo Quiero Taco Bell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, is that it? No. Every other country thinks we're a stupid country. Yep. Source, I know everything. So why do we reinforce this by saying America and pretending to be stupid? I agree with you, Trevor. I hate when people say America. Yes. It's America. Yeah. It's Las Vegas, <laughs> not Vegas. Yeah, we know We know your thoughts on Las Vegas. Uh, so <laughs> I agree 100%. Yeah. Though. America just sounds stupid like you're promoting... Yep. Uh, like the uneducated South, I guess you could say. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, you're stereotyping, um, in a sense mm-hmm. by doing that. Yeah. Um, I agree with that. I think it is kind of like a, it's kind of like here. I, I don't know. I, I, maybe I'm associating this too much, but when I kind of think of, you think of like a lot, le- they say all leaders basically for the most part are somewhat narcissistic in some ways. Right. I mean, they say, like, you look at some of the presidents in the past, like some of the old presidents, you look at, like, their actual lifestyle and stuff like that. They were really full of themselves. A lot of times didn't care about other people's feelings, that kind of stuff. Really just kind of like their ability to think they're so great. Like, to to be the president of the United States, you kind of have to think everybody wants you to be the president, right? You kind of have to be a certain amount of, like, cockiness to be like, oh, yeah, everybody wants me to be, like, that you think you're good enough that you can lead a country. And I think that's kind of America's mentality with just, um, like, we're kind of the number one, like, America number one is kind of like the big thing. And it's, to me, it's that's along those same lines of like, oh, you know, we can be dumb, whatever. I mean, we're America number one, so we're just going to do whatever we want. It, that's just kind of like that, when you say those kind of things, it's just kind of what that associates with with me. Like, I think it is, I never say that stuff. I never say America. I say America, land of the free home of the brave i say that every time i say america it's in my con in my chub step contract i, I will say yeah. this the moment i removed his pants i was astonished by the size of his python i had a grab bag gift mm-hmm. where was that um surprise like you just threw it in the grab bag and everyone got a choice to pick what they wanted yes i got a bottle opener that said america so i sound a little hypocritical yeah but the dude who got it loved it <laughs> <laughs> see that's all that matters yeah uh so I think people, America. Yeah, open America. another beer. I think people doing it 
uh, you know, are not doing it with a bad intention, but it is just a little bit. It just kind of like enforces that kind of dumb American type right. of mentality, which I'm not, um, which I'm not a huge fan of. No, no, I don't love that mentality. Uh, lastly, yep. Up to you on what you use and what you don't use on these. Nope. Just my thoughts on another. Okay, perfect. That was glad love that was the last you, one. Heart, don't yeah. email me. Yeah. Sweet. Sweet. <laughs> okay, so uh, let's just do a uh, a Jeff Goldblum movie review. Hi, hi, hi. I'm Chef Goldblum. You, you interest me strangely. You have uh, you've uh, uh, tapped into some kind of secret vein. Why would you do that to Goldblum? <laughs> What's Goldblum ever done to you? What's Goldblum ever done to you? Forget the fat lady. You're obsessed with the fat lady. Because she's sweet and like a peach, and like a juicy and sweet. You're afraid to be too Goldblum. He thinks if he smells Goldblum, he's going to be Goldblum. By jamming them into his pocket. I'm going to get my Goldblum on. That is one big pile of shit. Goldblum is content. Uh, people always ask me how I pronounce my name, Goldblum or Goldblum. Uh, I always tell them the same thing. How dare you speak to me? So we have here Powder from 1995. Is it about snowboarding, or is it about blow? Well, you've seen this, right? No. Well, Pat, this is directed by Victor Selva, the director <laughs> of Jeepers Creepers. Man, <laughs> I feel like I should um, know that. <laughs> Jeepers Creepers and former convicted child molester, Victor Selva. <laughs> <laughs> really hitting all the points here. <laughs> really hitting all the points here. Uh, they found that out during the shooting of the thing that he had been convicted a few years later. Some of it made a lot of people on the set uncomfortable. Uh, interesting, interesting. Not a fun fact. Not a fun fact, but a fact for the movie. So this movie was starring Sean Patrick Flannery, and the name I knew a lot. And then I was like, oh yeah, he's been in some stuff. So Dexter, Boondock Saints, Saw 3D. So he was the main guy. He was he was Powder. His name was Powder in this. Uh, he got his nickname anyway. Mary Steenbergen is in this. She's in the mom and stepbrothers. So what I recognize her most. Oh from. yeah. She's in a lot of stuff. Yeah. Lance Henriksen, uh, he is not in a ton of stuff I knew, but like uh, he's Bishop in Aliens. He was in Terminator as a detective. Jeff Goldblum is in this. Ray Weiss is also in this. Ray Weiss was in Tim and Eric's Billion Dollar Movie with Jeff Goldblum. So second movie they've done. Actually, this is the first movie they had done together, but they've done, been into. So this movie was about uh, this guy who was basically his mom was running in a storm she got electrocuted lightning came down even though there was much taller objects all around her the lightning comes down and strikes her uh, she gets not killed but enough damage that she needs to go to the hospital she goes to the hospital and she's pregnant and the baby is born but she dies and the baby is born as an albino and for some reason he has like his, they're doing some brainwave test on him right with his, as he's a baby and his, the, the things are going off the charts so super smart like, you know, 15 years later, uh, maybe it's like 16 or 17, whatever. It's a series of years later. Uh, the police get a phone call that somebody's died. So it was this kid's grandpa. He lived with his grandpa, not his dad, because his dad didn't want anything to do with him. And they come down to the basement, and they find this albino kid down there. And so they say, hey, what are you doing down here? And he's like, oh, this is, I'm always here. You know, like I live in this house. I've never left the house. So he grew up his whole life in this house. He's in high school age. So they said, okay, why don't you come with us? He goes starting in high school. His teacher in high school is Jeff Goldblum. He's a science teacher. 
He's, of course. He's perfect. Why yeah, would he exactly. teach anything else? I know. He's, he, he is <laughs> literally. philosophy. Exactly. Philosophy, philosophy and science. Would, exactly. So after watching this, I'm like, Jeff would be, it's exactly, you're totally right, but it's like exactly what he would be teaching. And I could like see him as, he was doing through the lesson. I was like, I would like him as a teacher for, you know, as a science teacher. Because even if he doesn't know what he's talking about, he goes along with, you know, it seeming like he knows what he's talking about. So they, uh. He's the kids in class, and then you, know, you start finding out that he just has these weird powers with like electric electricity, and it's never really explained like why or anything like that. But uh, he can move like some kids are like some punk like guys come up. There's way too many like just the classic like high school bully like hey weirdo uh, put this spoon on your nose, <laughs> and so they wanted him to put the spoon on his nose, but instead he holds up a spoon. The spoon then he the spoon stands up on its own and then he attracts every other spoon in the cafeteria to hit that spoon and all they all stick together and all that then they're doing some science experiment in the classroom and then this electric charge like just starts shooting to him from this like they were like oh this is what electricity looks like and he had this machine that made electricity and this electricity volt just shoots through the skin and then he has some ability where like they're in the woods one time camping and this deer gets shot and the hunter guy's like, oh, yeah, I got to get shot, shot. And he didn't like that they were hunting. And then he, hold, he holds the deer that's dying, and then he holds the guy that shot the deer, and he passes through somehow the energy of what it's like to be shot. Um, so then the guy felt really bad, and he never wanted to hunt again. And then, uh, so that, okay, so that's like the main storyline there, is that basically there's this kid it's that's a freak. some kid that they call the freak. Um, in reality, he was a kid that was not, and he's also like, in, for some reason, not explained at all. Uh, in- incredibly smart, like the smartest, pr- the highest IQ record ever. Uh, so smartest person ever. And uh, didn't really dive into that other than they had him do an IQ test. And then after they talking to him about it and they just, that's kind of left it. They that. have like supernatural powers in a way. He though? basically has supernatural powers in the sense that like electricity, like he gets struck by lightning at times and just like weird stuff. Like electricity is always attracted to him. So there's weird stuff like that. There's a couple, there's things in this movie they really need when they do sports and movies please 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 people if, if there's any directors or <laughs> producers out there make sure that there's somebody who's played a sport in their life oh, that yeah, is directing these sports scenes because yeah. this is the second they movie just don't make sense it, these guys are playing bad okay these guys are playing two-on-two basketball this this the kid sean patrick flannery walks in this gym there's two kids playing two-on-two basketball doing shirts versus skins one kid is literally just wearing his boxers the other kid is, is you know, shirtless with jeans on, and the other two guys have regular clothes on. And they're playing basketball, and the guy with the ball, going towards the basket, is, is his teammate is not the other one with the shirt off. Oh, so it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Why are you playing in your boxers? Yeah. <laughs> the kid's just playing in his boxers, and apparently not part of the skins team. Uh, and then apparently one of the guys with the shirts on is on his team, so that doesn't make any sense. Then there's this just weird random scene where so. He walks in, two guys are playing in the gym. Then he looks to his right, and there's a locker room. And this guy just decides, he's, he takes off his shirt. In a, and first of all, uh, the main character is straight in this. He has a crush on this girl in this. But he turns to his right, and he sees this guy uh, taking off his, his, for some reason, he has a tank top on. He soaks it in water, and then pours, like, pulls off his shirt like a girl pulls off her shirt, like in a oh, movie. You know what I'm talking? Like, like cross-armed? Like cross-armed and then pulls it over. <laughs> so this guy does this in the locker room while this while Sean Patrick finally is looking at him. The guy doesn't see him. So he pulls it off like that, cross-armed. He, for some reason, soaks it with water and then puts it above his head, looks up, and then squeezes the water and it drips down onto him. 
It's kind of weird. <laughs> and the scene made no sense. And and so Sharpay was just like staring at him, but like in like a very homoerotic way. Like it was not like a normal like just what is going on here. Maybe they're trying to but, put in some undertones. There. But like it made it was out of nowhere. It was like that makes this, him feel the, electric. The, the players, this guy is clearly a straight character, and for some reason he does that. And then these guys seems like, hey, why are you checking him out? You know, like you know all this stuff. But it was like the scene made. It was like <laughs> nobody. What is like this guy's literally just ringing out a t-shirt onto his face like a you know tank top onto his face and just so dripping he, he it. was like a like a female at a car wash basically it, that's like 100 percent what it was like he's just in a in the locker room by himself weird. it made no sense and so this movie was bad <laughs> in case you're going to get from my tone from your no. reading about it the whole time so we're going to give it it was this is going to be a randy, uh, randy quaid this is a bottom tier jeff goldblum movie wow uh jeff goldblum is by far the best part of this movie he and actually the the uh, Sean Patrick Flannery is Flannery is pretty decent in this as the main guy. It just I mean the character is just so doesn't even make sense. It's just like the character you know it's just like an unrealistic. It's it uh, he's fine in it, but it's just Jeff Goldblum is by far the best part, and he's not in it a ton, but he is uh, enjoyable in it. Uh, so that's that. That's that. Yeah. Randy Quaid. Randy Quaid. Yeah, I know, I know. But it's you know it's always a always a shocker. 1995's Powder. So what do you have, Pat? Oh, some bitch what? Sounds good. I said bitch. Bitch what? Bitch, 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 bitch what? I said bitch what? You said bitch. Yeah. Did you see John Ross third ran a 4.2240 yard dash at the NFL Combine? I did see that. It's pretty crazy, right? Yes, that's the record. There are some people saying that he might have just ruined his career by doing that. And that really confuses me. Uh, why? How, yeah, how so? Go, people, ahead, go through the explanation. So I'm not going to say anyone in particular because I just saw threads of it, you know. But I noticed that there were a couple articles and comments about how he just set his expectations through the roof because he ran that the fast fastest time ever. And that now, if he's not a successful NFL player, he'll always be remembered. Almost like um, there's going to be a 30 for 30 on him because he ran – Point zero six seconds than Chris Johnson. Yeah, and I just I, I think that's I think I'm sorry I think that's bullshit. Yeah, I think that's 100 percent bullshit. Yeah, I use the guy for his speed. Yeah, you know, that's it. Throw him the fade routes. Yeah, don't throw him a quick slant so he gets wrecked. You know, <laughs> um, but at the same time. It's like, wouldn't you rather go in there with big expectations than no expectations? Right. If you're no expectations, just, you're not going to get drafted. I just, for the life of me, could not believe that people were making that out like that was a bad thing. Yeah, I think, yeah, they're just trying to, that doesn't make any sense. It, and no. Especially since this guy won an island, right? Didn't, wasn't that the rule from Adidas that if the person He that, wasn't wearing Adidas. Was that the rule that you had to be wearing Adidas? I thought it was. Really? I thought the, I thought the Adidas thing was that they said if somebody breaks the 40 time, you win an island. But you got to be wearing Adidas. They really said that. I, I believe so. Oh, man. Well, that would really suck if he that was, was the he case. He was not wearing Adidas. Wouldn't you just everybody be putting on Adidas just in case? <laughs> just in case you need an island? <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Since we're on bitch what, what do you even do with an island? Um, Yeah, that's the problem. So you <laughs> <laughs> you basically would have to make it off. I mean, it's off the grid for the most part. I mean, It's probably nowhere near home. Nowhere near home. It's probably a pain in the ass just to get there. You probably. There's no airport. Yep, there's no airport. So now so, you need a jet. N- you don't necessarily jet. So what would happen probably is that you'd find some place that you could fly to on a normal plane, and then you'd either take like a little, like either you'd probably have to boat over. You probably had to boat over. 
realistically. So it's they like coming boat. from Cuba to America? I mean, hopefully it wouldn't be that far. I think whatever <laughs> things they would have somewhere closer you could get to. But Or they also have those bo- those uh, type of airplanes that have the big pontoon boats as the wheels, you know, ones you can fly into the water. You oh, know what I'm talking about? yes. Yeah. Um, that, so, that, that has to be what it is. But, like, yeah. how many people can you fit in one of those planes? Not that many. So, so wait, you just go to this island by yourself? You go with the call. Yeah, it would be you like bring some snacks. You're not going to hunt your food. So you also would, you got to realize that like you'd have to, if you have a, you'd have to have like either a lot of solar panels with batteries or like a generator for electricity. Right. You're not going to have electricity there. Running water is not going to be a thing. If someone gives you an island, that's a whole project. You you have to put a ton, a ton of money into it just to get it like livable. Easily. Yeah. So it's like, okay, my first NFL contract, I'll buy my mama a house, I'm going to do this and that. You ain't doing that anymore. No. Now you got an island. Now unless, you're like, unless you want your mama to live on the island. Pick and you got all that guaranteed money. You want to put your mama on the island. Yeah. Yeah. Mama, I got you an island. <laughs> that was you wanted nice. a house. I got she you wanted, an island. I got you one better. Yeah. Uh, you got to help me. You got to help manage it. I mean, that wouldn't be a bad deal if like you're just like your mom has to live. You know, your mom's like, hey, just hang out at this. You got to hang out at this island. You just got to make sure there's no cockroaches should, in my bed when yeah. I go and sleep there every It's like, how do you weeks. go grocery shopping on the yeah. island? You got to fly a plane literally yeah. to get everything. <laughs> I just feel like getting an island's a terrible gift. Yes. No, I, I totally agree. I, everyone who has islands is probably a billionaire. Yep. Yeah. Why else would you get one? There was storage. Yeah, it doesn't make (laughs) it is. It's much more inconvenient than most islands would probably be way more inconvenient than it would be actually like cool. It'd be much better just get some part that had beachfront property on an actual like inhabitable island. island. What do we call an island? There's probably a a wide variety. I I don't know how big. I don't know. We could definitely not look this up ever. It'd be impossible. (laughs) But uh, yeah, so so the bitch what is not him for. Running it, but no, it's, it's people people for saying that yeah. it's a bad thing. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So. Shut up, bitch. Uh, how about some Tanzania news here? All right. The infection causes immediate respiratory failure. And scientists claim that the patient is now transmitting. You know what Fugazi is? Fugazi. It's a fake. Yeah, Fugazi. Fugazi. It's a wazi. It's a wazi. It's a fairy dust. From Tanzania? Yes, I am. So Tanzania jails notorious elephant poacher. It's been a long time since we talked about poaching. I feel like we talk about it every other episode. Well, it does come up a lot because it's big news in Tanzania. So Boniface Matthew Melanjo was responsible for killing thousands of elephants, a conservation organization has said. So he was arrested in 2015 after a long, year-long manhunt, and his crimes were the focus of a Netflix documentary film called The Ivory Game, which was produced by your friend, Leonardo DiCaprio. My friend. All of our friends. Yeah. All of our friends. So he, he was the planet, so he's all of our friends. Yeah. He, he was nicknamed the, uh, the devil, that was, uh, which is Shantani. Real classic. Shantani in uh, yeah. Swahili. So... This guy, bad news. Uh, the three arrests in October 2015 while attempting to smuggle tusks were worth more than 850000 So at the time, he was just smuggling $850,000 worth of tusks. So apparently they are worth a lot of money. So you yeah. can see why people are interested but in this. But what do you do with them? So you sell them. What do people do with them? Yeah. They make stuff out of ivory. Like what? Like um, piano keys. Ooh. Tickling the ivory keys, Pat. You ever That's heard it? that? Yes. Um, so That's it? 
No, I don't know what other stuff you make. You can make statues. You can make... It's 2017. Um, we don't have any more resources. <laughs> I don't know. Ivory. Apparently, people like ivory. To me, I think it's just more like the rare quality at this point. You know, it's just like, now it's into, you don't really want it. He, so this guy was selling to the ivory queen, the Chinese citizen Yang Fenglan. Fenglan. Uh, we, were, we actually did that's talk about name? her before. No, it was a girl. Oh, that's her name? Yeah. Uh, the Ivory Queen. So I remember talking about her before. Yang? She's on trial. I do remember now. Yeah, she's on yes. trial right now. It was very uh, unexpected that for, she yeah, was in charge. Yeah, yeah, it was like some older, she yeah. looked like some elderly lady that lives near my grandma, like some <laughs> elderly Chinese lady. So uh, she is on, uh, she's on trial right now for trafficking more than 700 elephant tusks worth more than one, uh, $2.5 million. A money truck, baby. So that's a lot. Uh, so they say that China's been the big problem for this, and they've been feeling a lot of it, and China's they're hoping that this arrest, stuff, they're hoping know? that this arrest. So basically, what happened? This guy was arrested a few years ago. He finally got sentenced to twelve years in prison. So that's the Ooh, that's the jail. Bye bye, bitch. <laughs> yeah. So he's bad. He looks very upset in this picture. I'm looking at the picture right uh, now. Yeah, if you're going to jail for twelve years, yeah. you're probably not thrilled. Yeah, he's not. He's not too happy. So that's some Tanzania news. Um, some good stuff there. You know, Pat, we actually had I had a lot more things to talk about, and it looks like we'll have to get to our guest another day. But uh, we'll save it for next time because we – this. The, do you have something else you want to throw in there? Nah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> then we will end the show there. Uh, people tweet us at Chubstep Podcast. Trevor, who submitted these nice uh, – one of these nice emails today. Uh, you guys can tweet at him at Chubstep Podcast, and he will relay the stuff to us. Also, Pat, I started doing something on my Twitter. I'm going to start uh, live-tweeting events that are very uh, pointless, like very uh, So be sure to follow events. Jared for here's the, the pointless deal. I'll events. I'll give you an example here. So I tweeted uh, – I live-tweeted my cousin's my, – my four-year-old cousin's uh, play performance the other day. Oh, you know what? I did see this a little bit. Yeah. So, I was like, what the hell is he talking about? <laughs> so I, I said. I couldn't tell if you got hacked or not. No, no, no. I was at Charleston Mall to see my cousin's play called Mixed Up Fairly uh, Mixed Up Fairy Tale, which is what it was called. So I did see that. Then I talked about solid first act, establishing the first two main characters. Uh, seems like a story in a world where parents or adult figures don't exist, but this hasn't been addressed. Then I talk about some of the different people that were acting, how, you know, bright futures, that kind of thing. I saw some plot holes. That kind of stuff. So I'm going to start live tweeting um, some events like you that. Just called, you just called your cousins play pointless. No, actually, I ended up getting it an A overall. I yeah, said there you was. You said that you're going to tweet pointless events. Not pointless events. Let's well, say they were said. events that would not normally be talked about. Events that would not normally be talked about. Those were my words. Oh, no, oh, no. I take it back. I take it back. I take back my false statement. Yeah, no I'll cut it out. Backsies. I'll cut it out. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I actually said great play. No, I actually did end up reviewing it in A. He's only four years old. Uh, you know, we'll have to see where his acting career goes from there. Maybe we'll be doing uh, Eli Eli uh, movie reviews in the future. <laughs> but uh, for now, just that. So, yeah, follow us there. Email the show, gmail.com. Follow Pat Callahan on Instagram, badpiece33. It's not me. That's not this Pat Callahan, but you can follow this Pat Callahan at, at patcallahan44. And then also, you can... Listen to our show every Thursday on iTunes and tell a friend would be ideal. Ideal scenario. You tell someone to enjoy the show. You enjoy the show. Everybody enjoys the show. And the show's ended. Y'all y'all, y'all finished or y'all done? Now you know you got to go. Peace. This is Yasin.